Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A textbook case of genocide. Most of the Philippine elite, I would guess, has always been pro-Israel, given the fact we have been brainwashed into the worldviews of the US, which, after the UK, that first authorized Jews to create their state in Palestine, has been responsible for the emergence of the Jewish state as the American-supported superpower in the Middle East. See Table. The brutality of the attack by the Islamic resistance movement, Hamas, in which women, the elderly, children and babies were murdered or held hostage, likely has further portrayed not just that terror group but Palestinians as a people as the villains in the Middle East. We have to see through the lies of the West, especially as the current war between Israel and Hamas can turn the entire Middle East into a battlefield. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, criticized for having underestimated Hamas and blindsided by its invasion, will, as he himself has said, order the Israel Defense Forces, IDF, to reduce Gaza into rubble, with every Hamas killed. But that would make Gaza, at least Gaza City, into a killing field of Muslims. The Islamic world will not allow that their peoples will demand their governments to fight Israel or risk being overthrown. In the eyes of the world, the US has become so fractured, its economy and military weakened by its proxy war in Ukraine against Russia, and led by a doddering old man, to be able to scold the belligerents to stay calm. And then there is the unthinkable but not improbable, Israel could just use nuclear bombs to stave off an invasion by the Arab states. The superstitiously religious will marvel at the Old Testament, which foretold that the end of the world will be fought in Megiddo, now in the land called Israel. Propping up Israel cost the U.S. nearly as much as the Marshall Plan, $173 billion, for Europe's recovery after World War II. To provide readers of this column a more objective, I think, picture of how we got to the brink of another war, I am devoting the rest of my space to a well-researched and well-argued piece by an Israeli historian Roz Siegel, described as an associate professor of Holocaust and Genocide Studies at Stockton University and the endowed professor in the study of modern genocide. It appeared in the magazine Jewish Currents, founded in 1946, and is also available online. It describes itself as committed to the rich tradition of thought, activism and culture on the Jewish left and the left more broadly. Siegel's Jewish Currents article. Israel has ordered the besieged population in the northern half of the Gaza Strip to evacuate to the south, warning that it would soon intensify its attack on the Strip's upper half. The order has left more than a million people, half of whom are children, frantically attempting to flee amid continuing airstrikes in a walled enclave where no destination is safe. As Palestinian journalist Ruweda Kamal Amr wrote today from Gaza, refugees from the north are already arriving in Khan Yonis, where the missiles never stop and we're running out of food, water and power. The UN has warned that the flight of people from the northern part of Gaza to the south will create devastating humanitarian consequences and will transform what is already a tragedy into a calamitous situation. Over the last week, Israel's violence against Gaza has killed more than 1,800 Palestinians, injured thousands, and displaced more than 400,000 within the Strip. And yet Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu promised today that what we have seen is only the beginning. Israel's campaign to displace Gazans, and potentially expel them altogether into Egypt, is yet another chapter in the Nakba, in which an estimated 750,000 Palestinians were driven from their homes during the 1948 war that led to the creation of the State of Israel. Assault. 
but the assault on Gaza can also be understood in other terms, as a textbook case of genocide unfolding in front of our eyes. I say this as a scholar of genocide who has spent many years writing about Israeli mass violence against Palestinians. I have written about settler colonialism and Jewish supremacy in Israel, the distortion of the Holocaust to boost the Israeli arms industry, the weaponization of anti-Semitism accusations to justify Israeli violence against Palestinians, and the racist regime of Israeli apartheid. Now, following Hamas' attack on Saturday and the mass murder of more than 1,000 Israeli civilians, the worst of the worst is happening. Under international law, the crime of genocide is defined as the intent to destroy, in whole or in part, a national, ethnical, racial or religious group, as such, as noted in the December 1948 UN Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide. In its murderous attack on Gaza, Israel has loudly proclaimed this intent. Israeli Minister of Defense Yoav Gallant declared it in no uncertain terms on October 9, we are imposing a complete siege on Gaza. No electricity, no food, no water, no fuel. Everything is closed. We are fighting human animals, and we will act accordingly. Leaders in the West reinforced this racist rhetoric by describing Hamas mass murder of Israeli civilians, a war crime under international law that rightly provoked horror and shock in Israel and around the world, as an act of sheer evil, in the words of U.S. President Joe Biden, or as a move that reflected an ancient evil, in the terminology of the President of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen. Dehumanizing. This dehumanizing language is clearly calculated to justify the wide-scale destruction of Palestinian lives, the assertion of evil, in its absolutism, elides distinctions between Hamas militants and Gazan civilians and occludes the broader context of colonization and occupation. The UN Genocide Convention lists five acts that fall under its definition. Israel is currently perpetrating three of these in Gaza. 1. Killing members of the group. 2. Causing serious bodily or mental harm to members of the group. 3. Deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part. The Israeli Air Force, by its own account, has so far dropped more than 6,000 bombs on Gaza, which is one of the most densely populated areas in the world, almost as many bombs as the US dropped on all of Afghanistan during record-breaking years of its war there. Human Rights Watch has confirmed that the weapons used included phosphorus bombs, which set fire to bodies and buildings, creating flames that aren't extinguished on contact with water. This demonstrates clearly what Gallant means by act accordingly, not targeting individual Hamas militants, as Israel claims, but unleashing deadly violence against Palestinians in Gaza as such, in the language of the UN Genocide Convention. Israel has also intensified its 16-year siege of Gaza, the longest in modern history, in clear violation of international humanitarian law, to a complete siege, in Gallant's words. This turn of phrase that explicitly indexes a plan to bring the siege to its final destination of the systematic destruction of Palestinians and Palestinian society in Gaza by killing them, starving them, cutting off their water supplies, and bombing their hospitals. Dresden. It's not only Israel's leaders who are using such language. An interviewee on the pro-Netanyahu Channel 14 called for Israel to turn Gaza to Dresden. Channel 12, Israel's most watched news station, published a report about left-leaning Israelis calling to dance on what used to be Gaza. Meanwhile, genocidal verbs, calls to erase and flatten Gaza, have become omnipresent on Israeli social media. In Tel Aviv, a banner reading Zero Gazans was seen hanging from a bridge. Indeed, Israel's genocidal assault on Gaza is quite explicit, open and unashamed. Perpetrators of genocide usually do not express their intentions so clearly, though there are exceptions. In the early 20th century, for example, German colonial occupiers perpetrated a genocide in response to an uprising by the indigenous Herero and Nama populations in southwest Africa. 
1904, General Lothar von Trotha, the German military commander, issued an extermination order justified by the rationale of a race war. By 1908, the German authorities had murdered 10,000 Nama and had achieved their stated goal of destroying the Herero, killing 65,000 Herero, 80% of the population. Galant's orders on October 9 were no less explicit. Israel's goal is to destroy the Palestinians of Gaza. And those of us watching around the world are derelict in our responsibility to prevent them from doing so. Facebook, Rigoberto Taglau. X, at Bobbit Aglau. Archives, www.rigobertotiglau.com. Book orders, www.rigobertotiglau.com shop.